Welcome back, y'all, to episode 190-something of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short-form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. So whenever we think about looking at the sky at night, obviously a lot of us look at stars, and some of us think about the process or understanding UFOs. But we were not the only one. I did a podcast before about kind of the first fictional story of UFOs within the media, and it is the story about War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. That's kind of the first time we see a story about extraterrestrials coming to Earth. Well, What's interesting, too, is around that time in 1899, there was an inventor, I'm sure you guys know, by the name of Elon Musk. No, I'm just kidding. The Serbian Nikolai Tesla. So Nikolai Tesla was known for being a, you know, an innovator of sorts, creating different types of contraptions as he lived in Colorado. And one of them was the... A contraption that allowed him to pick up on waves. So you can think radio waves, things of that nature. And within this process in time, this is kind of where the Black Knight conspiracy theory, if you will, begins. Um, so according to E. Um, Nikola Tesla, he was absorbing information in, within radio frequencies and picked up on a very peculiar frequency and within listening to it at the time it didn't make any sense because radios were not small radios were not really a thing yet and large radios and picking up radio waves were and as a result of it Nikolai Tesla picked up on a sound that he thought was something communicating with them as a result of extraterrestrial life now as a result of doing this he talked about it within his science community and the people within his community didn't really they respected him, but he thought he was a little bit out there, so they just waved it off. So it kind of leads us into what is this Black Knight satellite conspiracy theory? Well, and then also around this time, you have Glimino Marcano, who was an Italian who invented the, the radio, and he was also indicating that he was picking up on strange waves that seem extraterrestrial. So both Nikolai Tesla in the 1890s kind of came up with this thought or theory that potentially it could be something other than on this world. So this is kind of the genesis of the Black Knight satellite. So the Black Knight satellite is to believe to be an artificial satellite, extraterrestrial in origin, orbiting the Earth for 13,000 years. The story takes into account many different accounts of um, inventors, people who think that there was potentially something that was broadcasting and following Earth civilization in order to report into an extraterrestrial life. So then we jump in time. So that's kind of the beginning of it. And we go to around 1960, where Sputnik is the first satellite that is launched in orbit. And as a result of it, too, there's another satellite that potentially is appearing and reappearing and is able to change different trajectories. 
Now, this is where another legacy or another another chapter in this conspiracy theory of the um, Black Knight satellite is, according to different people within the DOD, they were seeing something, but they really couldn't describe what it was. And at first, they thought it was some type of new Soviet Union technology that was able to reappear and disappear and potentially indicate and broadcast what the United States was doing. So within that, there was a lot of um, thought of that, what the Black Knight satellite could be. Then you kind of get a, a point in 1963 where you have an astronaut by the name of Gordon Cooper who is who has put out into space. Now, Gordon Cooper was a astronaut amongst after astronauts, ice to the bone, very chill. Presumably, he is the only astronaut to ever have fallen asleep in the middle of a launch. So that kind of shows you the type of guy he was. Because I know if I was about to launch into outer space, ain't no way I'm going to sleep. So he's wired a little bit different. Well, Gordon Cooper was launched into space upon the Mercury 9 program. This was taking an orbit of Earth and kind of living in the um, living in space, but not necessarily going to the moon yet. So Gordon Cooper had a moment as he was in space where he thought he saw something on the radar um, and through his through the window of the spaceship that looked like a little piece of black or dark, um, like some type of image. And the image really reflected a potential satellite. So Gordon Cooper reported this, and this was kind of an incident that was pretty large within the Mercury 9. Um, a lot of people think this could have potentially been the Black, Light, the Black Knight satellite, and it kind of creates more essence of the story. Well, when Gordon Cooper got back to Earth, he went through NASA, run the story through NASA, and he said he had carbon dioxide poison, and he was uh, imagining it and didn't ever really see anything. Well, you know, Gordon Cooper was that typical man's man back in the 1963, and he always believed in um, loyalty and understood that he worked for NASA, so he never went against what the narrative was. But when Gordon Cooper retired from NASA, he indicated that while he was working at Nellis Air Force Base training as a pilot, they would see multiple entities, UFOs, and things that not even the ISIS of Vane's pilot wanted anything to do with. And they also reportedly chased them and similar to what they're doing now. So with that being said, and how he had this story of not crediting what had happened in NASA and potentially covering up, the Black Knight satellite took on a deeper image. So we kind of look at different multiple things. Well, according to a scholarship, so then we go to 1973 where we have a Scottish author named Duncan Loon. And he's analyzing these long-delayed radio echoes, uh, echo waves that we've seen potentially before with Nikolai Tesla. And he said that a lot of these waves were possibly in orbit since um, for 13,000 years, possibly as an alien probe. Um, this is deep analysis of it. And then you have the information that they used at the time to depict what a satellite was, you know, relatively in this time, things in the stratosphere were normal and they were picking up on them. So you had multiple names and different occupations take a stab at it. 
Uh, it's really interesting how the Black Knight satellite got affiliated with, with Cooper just because he saw something. But then around the 70s, we have a PhD by the name of Alice, Al, Alice Gordman, associated professor from the Finan University in Australia who studied space. In this process, he thought, he thought it was kind of astonishing that there wasn't more conspiracy theories about space. She says that in, it's really difficult to see details on stuff on Earth's orbit, even though real high, powerful telescopes. So when you can't see it, then you can imagine anything. And I really think this kind of takes place in creating more and more fanfare about the Black Knight satellite and hindsight bias. Whenever you look at the information online, it's really putting together these multiple stories and trying to piece together this, this legacy of this 13,000 potential year-old extraterrestrial satellite. So then in around 1973, an article is posted from Duncan London. And within this article, he talks about potentially that the black satellite or the black night satellite could have some type of code or that he found some type of research to indicate a message now he even indicated some of this information wasn't really real so in april 1973 kind of looked at the information and went back in this concept of long delayed echoes which still there's no explanation for long delay echoes but this was a point in where people were thinking there could be something there so Duncan publishes an article and goes on to even talk about how he potentially has found a reverse code to the Epsilon Bootis, which is B-O-O-T-S, which is a constellation. He says that within this short wave, he's able to identify a code, and then he uses the information to look at the star charts, and he says it lays it all out. Then he goes and looks at the star charts and indicates there's something off, and he does some information and an equation to determine that if he looks at the Earth axis as it changes as a result of gravitational pull, that certain stars line up better in looking at the time period of 13,000 years ago. So this is where the story of the Black Knight satellite begins of being 13,000 years old. Well, he writes this information, publishes it, and then kind of backs it off and indicates that it wasn't really a real story so you have once again an individual adding to this legacy of the black knight satellite um and the one thing that really to keep in mind and I, I wasn't aware of it which is kind of crazy is this is really deeply rooted into the conspiracy theorist extraterrestrial information and a lot of people think that it is a nasa cover-up so i think sometimes it's really interesting how these stories take place take on and people really think that there's aspects of it that are real. So you have this situation that, that kind of transpires and goes on in the 70s. Other people take stabs at it for the Black Knight satellite. And really where you have the story taking more and more shape, if you will, is in 1998. Now during 1998, there was a space mission to the International Space Station ISS and there was high-resolution photography being taken. Now, there was one astronaut by the name of Jerry Ross, and he was taking place in a mission, and there was a, a part of this mission, there was a um, thermal blanket that was a part of it, and as a result of it, he kind of lost the thermal blanket. 
Um, so as a result of losing it, it went out into the atmosphere and high-resolution photos were shot. This is kind of, if you look online, if anyone Googles the Black Knight satellite, you'll see this kind of very Star Trek-y, weird-looking black item. And when you look at it, in, and originally you're like, man, that has to be... The satellite well come to find out that when the hit the story of this picture that's taking place for the black knight satellite was actually the space blanket and as a result of it leaving they wanted to take a picture of it and to capture it and yet this is another point within the story where people think that there is a black knight satellite because of this image that was taken by the astronaut jerry ross upon the iss therefore creating the whole legacy and the whole conspiracy going all the way back to 1899 whenever you had um, Nikolai Tesla looking at radio station waves within Colorado Springs indicating that he was being spoken to by Martians. So what's interesting about this conspiracy theory? To me, it's crazy how stories can just compound, build off each other, and then put into lore. I mean, you're looking at a story... That is over a hundred years of a conspiracy theory about a black knight satellite and UFOs. And it's like, it's amazing to me how these conspiracy theories can just go on and on. And people swear it's true, but from the information and research I did, I have nothing to indicate that it would be true. It's just kind of something that, that was created and it really just compounded over many, many decades, over a hundred years to implement and create this story of the Black Knight satellite with images of a space blanket. Now, if you look at the image of the space blanket first, I really was like, oh, that has to be real. I was like, what is this? You know, kind of doing some research. And then I looked at the picture after reading that it was a space blanket and you can kind of see the outline of the space blanket. So it's really interesting how I think sometimes whenever we think as humans, how if a story is being presented to us and we have this perception or projection of it if we don't know anything it's almost like our mind sees it and once someone like communicates to us no it's actually this then you can kind of see that and it happened to me with me in the case of the space blanket i was like oh this is definitely you know a weird thing from outer space and doing the research looking at the information i determined that in fact it is just a very interesting conspiracy theory that has compounded over a hundred years, taking place with none other than Nikolai Tesla. Thank you so much for listening. We'll get back to you tomorrow. We actually have a really interesting show for Friday, so we'll talk to you tomorrow.